The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? This Saturday night is going to be a sick show. We're going to be talking about storms, people being in storms. We're going to use that story of Jesus uh, in a storm, walking on water. I got Sean McKeon. You know Sean. I got Brandon Phillips back in the studio from Vert Performance. And uh, you guys never met, right? No, but, man. No, I, I haven't, but it, we had a good connection right before the show. That's, so. that's yeah. what I thought. I thought it'd be good for you guys to hang out. Um, we're all like-minded, and uh, I thought it'd be sick to get us all together to, to party on the show. But before we start the show, I want to talk some trash on my dad really quick. <laughs> um, no, so I, we, we moved, and we're actually staying with my parents right now mm-hmm. um, while, we're, while we're moving to a place. Uh, you said you have how many kids living in a, a – Two-bedroom, one-bath? Three. Three. So I yeah. have seven people in a three-bedroom. So we're pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dishes never end, right? Oh, my God. Dude, laundry. Laundry. So you have, th- you have three kids, you said? Yeah. And then the two adults. And yeah. then you have how many kids? I have kids? three boys. Three boys, and then you have the two adults and how many bedrooms? We have so three bedrooms. Three bedrooms. Five, okay. Yeah, five people. Yeah, dude, it's crazy, huh? Yeah. We just Dishes, go get a go get a go get a warehouse. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Probably cheaper right now. <laughs> my goodness gracious. Yeah. So, so was, you're in a transition right so now. So I'm in a transition. I was at my dad's house last night, and uh, which is awesome because they have a pool. Yes. Sick. Dude, my daughters are like, wake up at six in the morning, pool, pool, <laughs> eat breakfast, pool. Just always like, daddy, I gotta go to the pool. I gotta, I gotta go to work first, and then I'm gonna come back, and then we're gonna go in the pool. And dude, it's been like 108 degrees it's out been, here. It's lazing. But the pool is probably so nice. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I saw my dad last night because he's going into surgery uh, mm-hmm. today for um, his shoulder rotator cuff. Yep. And I go, Dad, I go, if you don't make it out, I go, any last words? Goes, what do you want me to do? He just laughs. <laughs> you know, because he's like, he got the coronavirus. He's been shot three times in Vietnam, hit with a grenade. He got leukemia, got healed. Yep. I mean, this guy won't go down. Rotator go down. cuff. <laughs> rotator cuff. <laughs> just in case. Car accident. Man. Yeah. So anyway, it's a car accidents, yeah. seizures. Yes. This guy just won't go down. And he's the guy that's been bragging. Or he's, not bragging. Hey, I think uh, this is my last year. I think I'm going to die for how many years? Like 30 years now? About, about, yeah, about 30. <laughs> but still, he won't go down. Won't I don't, go down. Unbelievable. So Did anyway. Do you have any last words? Huh? Do you have any last words? No, he just laughed. <laughs> and my wife's like, Ryan, Ryan, don't say that to him. I'm like, Dad, if you die... Is there anything you want me to do? Do you want me to bury your, throw your ashes at, like down an old man's in San Clemente where you serve? Like anything? He starts laughing. So he didn't give me any last words. So he, he wasn't going to die. Um, anyway, he survived. He survived the surgery. Yep. So that's good. Again, conquering. I'm going to challenge him to a fight when uh, he gets out. <laughs> now, now that you got one arm, let's fight. Oh, he's, like, hey, you know, he's like, I got to teach. I'm like, Dad, when you come out of a rotator cuff surgery, you're not typing, right? You're not doing yeah, anything. You, you work know. in the surf world with, you know. Okay. Oh, dude. Injuries yeah. and stuff? You don't want to do anything. Yeah. I mean... Raul is a different animal. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Put, type his terms together with one hand. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, you know what? Don't I can't be like, surprised if he makes it on the pulpit on Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. What is going to happen? This is, I'm in suspense right now. So anyway, that's a little update on my dad. Thank you, everyone, for your prayers because uh, mm-hmm. my dad is a machine. You know, the joke is like he'll, he'll be up there with like a... Oxygen tank, yeah. diaping or di- diaping. diaping, diaper pooping, <laughs> yeah. and still teaching. You know, he don't. He, he, he can he's We're gonna bury him on that. They, they give him a nickname, Sergeant Slaughter, because the guy does not. He's always on point, no matter what. So you, if, being seventy-two or seventy-three years old, no, I think he's, he's about. Is to he be, seventy? I think he's seventy. He's gonna be seventy-four, actually. Yeah, his birthday was his birthday. August. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Seventy-four. Wow. So doesn't slow down. 
Anyway, he's hey, a man. machine. When you're called to go, got to yeah. go. He, yeah. he does not play. So, look, I'm going to just read the scripture. Yes. And then what I like to do on the show, you guys, because um, I know we all have a, a, a different uh, insight and in, in life application for the scripture. But it's about Jesus being in the storm. It's in, uh, where is that, Matthew 14, verse uh, 13. It says, as soon as Jesus heard the news, he left he left. Wait, he left in a boat in a remote area. Wait, is that, twenty-two. Is that where it's at? Starts yep. in twenty-two. Oh, there we yeah, go. Twenty-two. Okay, here we go. Verse twenty-two. Jesus walking on water. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that the disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home, after sending them home, he went into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, from a strong wind. It has risen, and we're you know what? Dang it! Uh, I'm gonna edit that part out. You read it because I I messed it up. Okay. Do you want to set me up? Yeah. Um, Okay. Here we go. We're gonna edit that out. I can't read today. All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start by reading the storm with Jesus walking on the water. Sean McKeon, go ahead and read it. All right. This is an amazing, amazing story. This is one of my favorite, actually, through the Gospels, and we'll break this down in a second. It says this, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, and while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, said, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind that was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hands and caught him. And said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those that were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. So with that said, I want us all to kind of speak in, into this, because how would this story apply to our, to our lives? Yeah. And, you know, uh, recently I've been, um, you know, I've been going through a, a storm in my life. And, you know, I could say this, that, what I've learned in these storms is we always go through different storms. These are the things that we talk about this over and over on the show. These storms are the things that increase our faith. Number one, God reveals himself in storms. Mm-hmm. Um, we're never alone in storms, even though sometimes we feel like it, but yeah. he, he is there in the storms and he's not asleep, you know, in the storms. He's watching us. He could see us and he's always coming to us when we need him. But he uses these situations, these storms to almost take us to different levels in our in our faith walk because he wants to grow us. We don't ever want to be stagnant in our faith mm-hmm. or feel like we've arrived. Um, and if we're truly asking God, going, God, because like for me, I'm, and I know we're all three, they're pretty much the same. We're always going, God, take us to that next level in our faith, in our relationship with you. But what he uses is he uses these storms to shake things up in our life because we get scared. Yeah. Oh, no, am I going to make it out of this alive? Or, you know, is this thing going to happen? You get fear and you you... You have all these different emotions that are that are going on with you. It could be with like business deals. It could be with your your family, with your kids, 
um, with um, I'm trying to think of some other friends. Mm-hmm. There's all these different things that could happen. But what I've realized is God has teaches us, teaches me to just depend on him and let and he te- he lets me know that he's in control of these situations and that I literally just have to to trust because things that I want to happen immediately like I want the storm to stop I want the waves to stop coming over the mm-hmm. over the the boat I want the wind to stop you know it's cloudy mm-hmm. I you know the clouds are in I can't the moon's out I can't see at night it feels dark but I have I, what I'm learning in these storms is just to literally trust that he is in it and he's always moving. He's 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 moving things around in these storms. It could be dark at night and you feel like you can't see where you're going, but he's always working. You know, and, and what I've learned through the season is that um just to really sit back and basically hold on yeah. during the storm. Yeah. Or weather the storm. I think one of the this is why this is such an important text and I, I've heard so many great Bible studies off this mm-hmm. is because the first thing that this is just stuck in my mind for many years is that there is only one miracle that is spoken in all four of the Gospels um, synonymously, in all of them. Um, and that is the feeding of the 5,000. You know, sometimes Mark kind of focuses on uh, a different uh, portion of Jesus' ministry. There's some stories that are a little bit more detailed in Luke or the Gospel of John and different things. But one thing they all have in common is the feeding of the 5,000. It was a, a miraculous miracle. It says the feeding of the 5,000, not counting women or children. So you bump up that number to 20, 25,000 people po- possibly being there. If they have as many kids as us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they exactly. probably did. Exactly. <laughs> and so taking from that, it was a huge miracle. And why is that significant? Because they experienced the power of God in their lives. Yeah. They, they experienced being used by God. And it's like, man, I want to be right here. Yeah. I want to stay here where God's moving. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's in a time of revival. I want to stay right here. Mm-hmm. And then God moves you. And the first word it says here that we read, it says, immediately Jesus told them to go on the other side. He didn't let them bask in the glory of being used by God. He wanted them to go on to this next step of their journey and their walk with God. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I would say to those that are listening right now is that storms are going to happen. The reality of storms. Mm-hmm. It's a necessity in our lives. And in the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says something profound. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount, if you read it in chapters 5, 6, and 7 of the book of Matthew, he gives you all of these great sayings that even people in the world have kind of heard, love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. and you know, we know it being the light of the world, and all, all the different do teachings. Do unto others as you want done unto you. All those like things, that. right? And But he ends it by summing up, summing up all that he taught by saying this. He who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man that built upon the rock. Mm -hmm. And when the storms came and the floods came, it was able to stand because it was founded upon the rock. But he who hears these sayings of mine and doesn't do anything about them, I will liken him to a foolish man that built upon the sand. And when the storms came, it fell and great was its fall. One thing that you see right there, storms came to each foundation. But the result of from the storm was far different. And so... Why I say that is because storms are going to come into our life. You can't avoid them. Whether you're a Christian, whether you don't believe in God, storms are going to happen in your life. Mm-hmm. And what the Christian faith is so amazing with is God doesn't keep us away from trials and testings in our life. There is a purpose to the trials. You brought that up. Mm-hmm. It brings growth in our lives. So I believe that this step in uh, the disciples' life, they probably wouldn't have chosen this. There's a lot of things in our life that if we would see the next 10 years of our life, I don't want to go through that. I don't want to face this. 
Um, I don't want people are facing losing their businesses and stuff right now during like the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. um, people that were entrepreneurs and stuff, whether they're hairstylists, whether they're uh, gym owners, all those kind of industries are going through a lot of hit restaurants are trying to kind of find a way to make it through these times. And maybe they were kind of balling and getting their groove on the last couple of years. And now they're facing these things. Um, and this is something that the Lord allowed in the disciples' lives, who the Bible says that he loved his disciples, and he loved us when we were in our mother's womb. So uh, we have to realize that God is not against us. There's so many things here, and I don't want to go too much because we'll, we'll take it as we go through the show. But I think that that's what I would want to point out from the beginning. Number one, immediately, Jesus wanted them to go to the other side. Storms are going to come into our life. But the result from those storms will depend upon our faith in the Lord. And I'm going to have Brandon speaking to this as well. But I do want to add, you know, I had that one um, study I did called um, God's Signs in the Storms. And it was all about going through this hardcore time in my life with the pregnancy. But then coming out of it on the flip side was this was the testimony I got to go and tour around the world and share that would lead thousands of people to the Lord. This story coming out of the storm, God used that storm to create the story. And that's why this time where I'm at right now, I'm in the middle of it, but I have a whole other perspective on storms. And that's what I want to get across on this show is that, yes, storms stink, but you got to understand what's going to happen. If you allow God to work and you trust him and you watch what's happening in this storm and what he's going to do in this storm to you as you come out of it. Now, when I go into storms, I'm just like, I'm okay, God, let's do this. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. But I know it's going to be epic at the end. So I just hunker down for the storm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd encourage listeners, like, use these. When you go through storms, it's God has a purpose for them to develop you, to shape you, to mold you, character, and um, to give you testimony. Yep. That's huge. I mean, I immediately when I'm thinking of, when I hear of, like, this, this section of Scripture— my mind goes to James, and you know James starts it off with like, "My brother, encountered all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing the testing of your faith produces patience." Various trials, right? Although we're all experiencing one very large trial, like no one's escaping like the world we're living in right now. We each have our independent various trials, and that's kind of like subject to the home mm -hmm. and being a you know a small business owner myself. When this was all hitting and the beaches were shutting down. I was like, oh my gosh, my income went from great to like, I don't even think there's going to be an income mm -hmm. if they shut down the beaches. Mm -hmm. I can't coach the kids. And so what I do, I'm like, I was like, okay, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? And immediately I was like, well, I'm just going to, I got to work. And so I applied for Trader Joe's and the Lord opened the door mm -hmm. right in the hometown. Nice. And it's like, oh my gosh, Lord. Okay. Now, now what do you want from me here? Right. And so these these various trials in in there in the in the testing of it it built my faith that the lord will provide for my family not only did he provide but he provided abundantly and it produced patience like just like what we're reading right here mm -hmm. because i can't control how long this thing is going to go on mm -hmm. and so you know when i was when i was in it it was just like okay well, i can't do anything except for do the little things well right now mm -hmm. and it's funny because he put me in a place where the entire town goes to the grocery store and here is someone who like myself like i want to grow in my faith i want to grow in my knowledge of the word and and, and give it out and so it's like okay well i'm going to place you right here in the grocery store where you're going to start to see all these people 
who knew you as like USA coach Brandon or vert guy Brandon or whatever, now they see you as the stalker of frozen peas, Brandon, you know? And it's like, well, here I go. My favorite place was at the register because I get to have that one-on-one conversation with them. And so those various trials, you know, as we're all going through it, but now independently like into, you know, what we're doing as a small business Mm -hmm. is, is just being like, all right, I can't control any of this. So I guess I'm just going to have to be patient. Mm -hmm. And that's a really tough thing to be doing right now is to be like, all right, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to have faith, but I'm also going to be patient right now. Mm -hmm. Patience is tough. And with that patience, it's like almost like God works on character too. So he, he, he takes you from this, like this image of who people, how people see you. Mm -hmm. And then he puts you here to in Trader Joe's and he's like, all right, so let's see how he's going to react to this. You know, am I above it? Yeah, exactly. Or, are, are you going to trust me? Oh, am I gonna, yeah. Are you going to trust me? Yeah. Are you going to, am I going to be good? mad? And then, <laughs> and then you, you, you did it and you did it well. And then God bless you and put you back out. I got 20% off groceries, man. (laughs) It's all about perspective. Yeah. And you you want God's perspective in in things. And, you know, the great lessons that you have in the Bible and do this, the disciples in the beginning of this, they didn't have perspective. They, They were like, you know, we're freaking out. You know, and I think one of the things to highlight here is this happens through all of our lives. The disciples, they knew the Sea of Galilee better than anyone. Especially Peter, James, and John. They were on that sea all the time. They made their living off the sea. They they were fishermen by train. um, And they encountered a storm. Now, they probably knew, everyone knows the story of the Sea of Galilee, where it's at, with hills all around it. It has the ability to have choppy waves that that can just pop up like crazy. Mm -hmm. People can drown. People still drown. And even today, in a crazy uh, storm like that. Um, But yet... These guys, in all of their strength, with all of their knowledge, with all of their know-how, they encountered something that they couldn't rely upon their own strength. Mm-hmm. That's the key. There's some things that maybe we look at ourselves like, I'm good in that area. Like, I don't really have a weakness here. My weaknesses are here. But sometimes we are taken to the place of totally, total humility. We're like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's where victory begins. You going to say something, Brent? I was just agreeing. It's just like that letting go, right? Like, mm-hmm. Lord, I can't, I can't force anything. I can't control anything. All I can do right now is come to you with all I have. And I've experienced that lately where it's like people will, your business will not be open, you know? And so it's like, where is this going to come from? Like, I do not know, Lord. And then it's like, you know, that gift of in the mail or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, I there's no explanation of it, of how um, the Lord just moves through people to provide. But I don't know, just really like walking in faith and not by sight is just, it's taken on a new meeting to me, like through those last few months. Yeah. And back, yeah, and with the story, it's like these guys are in a storm, just like you're in a storm, going through that stuff with all the provision. But then Jesus says that Jesus was on the hill and he was praying and he saw them in the storm. Like, he sees us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we feel like, mm-hmm. you know, there's been times in the past months where I'm just like, God, like, what the heck is going on? Like, literally, I mean, my, my brain is exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm not only physically exhausted from working so many hours on these projects that I'm working on, but I'm like, I'm, I'm mentally like, I'm drained. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, do you see this? Are you going to come through? But then it's like, but then 
I go to that place where I'm just like, I trust. I'm like, hey, I know you're in control. And then it's like, then I have peace. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the storm, but I have, even though it feels like everything's going crazy around me, I'm tired, but I'm pushing through because I know that God's in the storm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I have that encouragement. Like, okay, I just got to keep pushing. It's, it's tough right now. I'm mentally exhausted. I'm physically exhausted, but I got to keep pushing. I got to keep pushing. Basically, you're just hunkering the storm is yeah. what I'm saying because I know I have peace in the storm that God's with me, but yet it's still... It's still tiring. It's still exotic. Just because God's in the storm doesn't mean like everything's going to be all right in the storm. You're still in a storm. Yeah. You know, people need to be encouraged in that. I think what you hit hit right now, Ryan, is where I think a lot of people either fail or succeed. And that is when you ask the question, where is God in this? Faith and endurance. You said it with James. Yes. That's it. That's it's the faith. Yeah, but it's the endurance. You just keep enduring and enduring. You're exhausted. You're tired. That 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 verse you just said, I, it just came to me. That's it. Yeah. the race. And that's what when it comes to um, the the verse that he's re- referring to, when it says patience, it's speaking of that endurance, yeah. that strength. And you know what happens? It means that you have to go through that because when you have victories in your life like that through past storms, you're able to kind of have that memory of like, you know what, like God was with me through this. And I don't get it right now. I don't see how this is going to work out, but I trust the Lord is going to see me through. And I think that that's so important because it's so easy for us to not trust. It's so easy for us not to wait. And that waiting is, you know, waiting upon God is probably one of the hardest things to do in every, whether it's somebody that's single looking for that spouse, or whether it is that waiting for that job to fall through, or whether it's, you know, a, a, a payment to come through, whatever it might be, waiting upon God is always tough. Um, and so when you, we go through these challenges in our life, we need to understand that God is with us. And that's what brings up here. It says that when Jesus sent them away immediately, it said that Jesus went up onto the hill to pray. Like, we're not alone. I truly believe that the Lord was interceding on, on, their, on their behalf for Peter, that he wanted to get his foot in his mouth. And all the things that, you know, these guys struggled with, because the Bible says that God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart of man. He knows our strengths and our weaknesses. He knows everything about us, and he's for us, and he's not against us. There are small storms that we will face, small storms such as, man, somebody cuts you off on the road and, like, you're all in the flesh, or somebody maybe slandering you on social media, or maybe it's a family member drama and all those kind of things. And there's big dramas. There are big trials, losing a loved one, losing a job, losing income, mm-hmm. finding out you yourself have cancer, or something mm-hmm. major, life you've been given two months to live. Those are big trials. Um, But we have to realize that the Lord is with us through these storms. I will never forget, um, Pastor Raul, Ryan's dad's uh, assistant pastor, is Dale Goddard. He's been on this show before. And um, him and Raul have been best friends since they were young kids, done ministry together. He's gone through a lot of things in his life. When I was here in ministry my first couple years, um, his oldest son died in a, a car crash. And he's in his mid-30s. Has, CHP. Yeah, has had children. And Dale, who here, he's looked at as kind of a strength of this ministry. Mm-hmm. He's even keel. He's strong. He's a great assistant with the pastor all, but he's always somebody that doesn't get moved by emotion. His world got shook on that day. And I remember when he came back. I remember at the funeral and everything, but when he came back, um, we were all kind of made a commitment, like we're not going to bug him with anything, but he needed to come back to his office for normalcy in his day-to-day life. And so he was here for a week, a couple of weeks or whatever. About a month went by, and he taught his first study here on the staff leadership. I'll never forget it. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 is the other time 
where the disciples faced a storm. It was after the feeding of the 4,000, but it's when Jesus is asleep in the stern of the ship. Mm -hmm. And when the storm is coming and they're all freaking out again, they go down and they wake him up and it says, Lord, do you not care that we are perishing? And that is what the scripture that Dale spoke on that morning. Because that was his thought. A man who's known God for so many years. And in the beginning, the enemy messes with you. Like, Lord, do you not care what I'm going through? How about my grandchildren, my child, my, my only son? He has two daughters. The one that was going to take care of all my things. as These are major things. The Lord did something in, in Dale's life so profound, spiritually, growth. There's no doubt that he would choose to have his son back today. He said it before. Um, but his teaching, his discipleship, his mentoring, his understanding that his son is in the presence of the Lord, and it makes heaven all the more real to him and all the more pleasuring to him to know that when he finishes this race, he'll be reunited with him again. But I bring that up because some storms can be very heavy, and the enemy will make you try to question what you're going through, but you will be able to see, like the disciples would see, as Dale saw, that God is good. i just seen his depth. He was always a great teacher, but to me, he's one of my favorite to listen to because the practicality and him staying the course and teaching the Word of God is like, that dude's a real deal. You know, a lot of people can preach it. It's true. But when you see it lived out, like, man, you're seeing that right now. You've probably done ministry and, and stuff, like, in your life, and now you're facing challenges. And now, like you said, now going to Trader Joe's and having these different positions. And am I going to practice what I preach about being that servant? And everyone gets to watch you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part, part of the crew, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those, those people, you know, and I've, you know, I mean, we're, we're younger than somebody, right? And I look at a guy, I actually heard Dale talking this morning while I was waiting, and I was like, I was captivated, and I knew there was a, like, a wisdom to what he, mm-hmm. there's a demeanor about him that there's a wisdom. I get the same out of, you know, just a lot of guys, um, you know, Joy Brand, he, he oh, and yeah. I are yeah. pretty close, and yeah. it's like, you know, he's lost. He's had a various son, too. And it's like, there's something about the brokenness of these ones who are called to be pastors that when they are really living out their faith and and being obedient and you see these trials and these testings and how the Lord has brought them to the other side, man, there is a, like you said, there's a realness about like, you know, heaven's real, the realness of the closeness of the Lord. And you just, you just can't help but be like, okay, this is like, this is like solid leadership. Mm-hmm. That you just you want to be near it, mm-hmm. and I mean you because it's a reflection of of Christ in them, and you like you're like I want to be near that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I'm scared to go through it, but it's like I'm sure these guys when the, when it, the storm hit, they don't want to go through it, but like they just they need to be that they need to be near the Lord, and and man, I don't know. It's, that's a moving story, man. Yeah. I didn't know that about Dale. Yeah, God is God is near. He sees us in the storm, and again, we go through these things, and they, they, they build us up. And you know, but what also storms do is that they, they back to the like, checking even the character of of someone. You know, like there's people that are trying to put business deals together, or they're waiting, like you were saying, for checks or whatever, whatever, whatever it be. You know, God's always. He's trying to even test you to see like how are you going to react to these deals that I'm opening up for you. Like, are you going to become greedy? Are you going to lie? Are you going to uh, are you going to manipulate? 
Are you going to talk bad about people? You know, there's all these testings. Uh, storms bring all kinds of mm-hmm. of different testings. Like I, I've learned a lot. Obviously, I don't lie. I'm not. I'm not trying to lie or cheat or anything like that um, with people. But it's so interesting when you go into business deals too. There's all these opportunities arise in these storms where you you literally have to. You have to check yourself and go, am I doing the right thing? Because it's all about building character. Yeah. And that's what I've also learned, too, in, in my life and a lot of these uh, new storms I've been going through is it's character checks. Yeah. Like, oh, I could go about business like this or I can go about business like this. But it's literally God's going, okay, I'm doing something with you. How are you going to conduct yourself? Character, mm-hmm. which is big. And yeah. you could see it. And that's, that's been a big learning lesson for me as well. In, in, in doing business too mm-hmm. is is how you're going to carry yourself in business and character because it's different just going out and, and preaching the gospel yeah. but when you're when you're doing other business with other people you know you got to take all that same stuff into your your relationships when you're dealing with with non-christians no for sure character character Char- matters character is huge it is I think it about is. these high school kids right now like having to be on bell schedule at like zoom yeah like this is a good opportunity for them to build their character you know you are supposed to be at a place in school and like yeah it's it's not easy but are you going to be that person who says like okay like there's no one really watching no one's gonna force them to log on Mm -hmm. maybe they just can bail and go do whatever they want but it's like even those little things for young people right now to be able to like okay, I'm, this is my school time. I'm gonna log on. It's All character right, character building. Hold that thought because we're gonna we're gonna pick up on that thought right after the the two minute break. Um, don't forget to go to the Whosoever's. All the past shows are on there. We have the Whosoever's app. Uh, we are touring Montana and Idaho. We're hitting schools. We're hitting churches, youth groups. We're hitting uh, the local skate parks, and we're doing evangelism. We're reaching people that are in storms. To let them know that God is near, he sees them, and he wants to be with them in the storm and give them eternal life. Contact us at thewhosoevers.com, and we will talk to you right after the break. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Now back, back to The Ryan Reese Show. All right, we are back with Sean McKeon and Brandon Phillips in studio. So right before the break, Brandon, you were just talking about how um, character with uh, students online. Mm -hmm. So break that down a little bit, and then I think Sean has something to add to that. Yeah, you know, we we talk a lot about like character as we're building it, like in our stages of life right now, with like business deals or you know relationships or whatever. But a lot of these kids right now. You know, they're learning the importance of building character just through, like, logging on to, like, this bell schedule on these Zoom meetings and starting school. And, and you know, a lot of these parents are, are having to work. And so they don't have someone, like, looking over them mm-hmm. to say, like, are you – are you – are you even even if you have the tab open? Is there another tab open that's like yeah. that's taking your attention? And so those little uh, opportunities to build character to to really actually to to grow is it's it's very real right now for these kids, and it's a, it's really easy to just be like, I'm not doing that. I'm not logging onto that. Why am I doing this? This is stupid. Yep. Mm. And you had a situation, right, recently? Yeah, so my I have three boys, and my oldest son, Cohen, he is, he's amazing. He is 
um, very easy to, to raise. Um, he loves sports. He's athletic. He's a jock. He's talented. Um, and he's done good in school. Last year he did good in school. And sometimes he, and he, what he's developed is he's, he loves cleaning now. He loves his stuff on point in his room. and every, No problem. The other ones are savages. <laughs> he has everything lined up. You know, and it, if I tell him to do something, he does it, and he does better. Then it's crazy. He's a loving. Bless that boy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like phenomenal, right? So last night he told me he's like, Dad, wake me up at six thirty in the morning because I want to get up early. I want to get my work done early so I can hang out and do whatever. I'm like, okay, I'll wake you up. And so I woke him up, and then I'm getting ready, you know, doing my thing. And then when I'm about to leave, um, I saw him and he was like, had a bummed out countenance. He's walking through the hallway. And then he goes to his room, and uh, I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, and I could just I could read him like yeah. he's just kind of shutting down like mentally, and I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, I'm, "It was schoolwork. He was it was too hard or something like that." And he was having a hard time grasping it. And I'm like, "Hey, man. I'm like, look, when you're learning something like this, um, sometimes it's hard. If everything was easy, it would just come easy. You wouldn't have to learn anything." I get it. Like, I didn't like school a lot, but it stretches you because it's preparing yeah. you for the future. Yes. And I put it in something that he can do. He's a, an amazing baseball player. I'm like, but look, when you were young, when you were four or five years old, you threw off the wrong foot. You know, when you st- came out the bat, your feet would go out like ducks. Mm-hmm. You know, you would lunge. You would do all these things wrong. And now it's second nature. Yeah. You know, you had this practice, haven't practiced for four months, and everybody's talking about, boom, like, this kid's like, doesn't look like he's missing a beat. Why? You put in so much work. Mm-hmm. Physically, mm-hmm. and those things are all on point. Mm-hmm. Same thing with schooling and everything like this. What you have to learn right now, it you powering through this mm-hmm. is important because there's lessons that you need to learn right now of challenges mm-hmm. that you can't bail out, mm-hmm. can't quit, mm-hmm. you can't get overwhelmed either. Mm-hmm. Like God will give you strength to make it through on the small things and the big things. Like kind of like drilled that into his mind a little bit, prayed for him, bounced. His countenance is still a little uh, funky before. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms. And I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.